You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. All right, welcome to the. <clears throat> Let's try this again. Welcome to the Gear Thirty podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Today we are discussing backcountry ski boots. Boo! Lame. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is backcountry ski boots. I'm going to sit back and learn some stuff here today. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a backcountry snowboarder. Snowboarder, but um, I look at those ski boots and they look very impressive. Yeah, especially Very, like the aliens or whatever the latest. Yeah. The did you did you mean is. to say I look at ski boots and think those look really uncomfortable? They're very lightweight and small and like hard, like not comfortable. Well, you know, there's a lot of people switching from your traditional snowboard splitboard setup to hard boots. They are because it's faster. Don't understand it. Yeah, no, but. <laughs> um, yep. So, but, what are the options this year? What's new this year? So. Well, it kind of depends on, so there's kind of, you could kind of break up backcountry ski boots into maybe like four categories. Your free ride boots meant for best downhill performance that can still hike pretty well uphill. It's still pretty lightweight. And then your all around boots and then your lightweight boots and then your schemo boots, race which are boots. your race boots. Yeah. And that's where those aliens and some of those fall in. <clears throat> so when you're talking like the free ride boots, the... Uh, one that I'm most excited about is the Hoji Free from DinaFit. And um, Chase, do you know the difference between the Hoji Free versus like the Hoji Pro and the Hoji P-Bax version? The P- well, I know the difference between the P-Bax and the Pro. <laughs> <laughs> the Hoji Free, I think, has a higher cuff on it, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, more they're like free ride. Um, yeah. Big cliffs. It's a boot that you would like. Big cliffs, you know, all that that's, fun stuff. That's how I am, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, bigger uh, – I think it's – is it carbon as well? Does it have a carbon upper? Um, it might Mid-pole. be. I'm I'm trying to remember. I've, I've, just, I've just seen it. I missed out on um, the last round, last year's round of, uh, like, outdoor retailer and – some of those things so i didn't get to see it and check it out in person but i don't think it has a carbon um cuff but i do think it might be carbon reinforced um p-backs or gorilla mid or whatever okay yeah um but yeah i think a higher cuff is kind of the big thing when you're looking at the weights of the free versus the pro i think it's about 100 grams heavier so i'm going to guess that probably comes in because of maybe a thicker liner as well as a little higher cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably where that 
hundred grams of additional weight comes Another in. Another thing that is it has a toe on it now, so it can fit an alpine binding. Oh, so that probably oh, adds some of the the weight as well. Yeah, which is awesome because Dinafit, they shaved off that toe two years ago, was it? Yeah, and there was outrage. People <laughs> did not like that. You don't shave a toe. <laughs> shave your toe off. Yeah. Um, some people didn't matter. Some people really didn't like it. The most common reason I think people didn't like it is because now you have to get a crampon adapter if you want to put just any crampon on, you know? Right. Um, but it looks, I mean, the new Hoji Free, you can put it in. If it's an ISO, um, takes ISO, I don't remember the number. But anyways, um, I don't know. Um, if your binding can take that, then you can go in regular, regular Alpine binding, put regular crampons on there, not have to worry. So you get the best of both worlds. Uh-huh. Kinda. How often do you honestly use crampons in the back of the tree? Every right? day when I ski. Chase uses <laughs> them every day, Greg. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I've put crampons on my ski boots like twice. So I guess like if you're ever ski going to, it would suck to have to buy a new boot just because you have one trip that mm-hmm. requires crampons right. yeah i use ski crampons a lot but i don't use crampons on my ski boots very yeah, often it's very yeah. specific if i do it's usually like spring ski mountaineering but exactly. i just don't do that that often uh, and usually wherever i do go it's like i can uh i can boot pack without crampons or i can get up it with ski crampons on mm. so yeah um we yeah i was gonna say same thing spring yeah. With that trip that went on with Matt this last spring, we used them every single day, but yeah, it's not. You, you know when you need them though, you need them. <laughs> you need like, them. You, know, you, you need them. Yeah, you don't want to slide off the mountain. Right. So I I do definitely take them with me when I'm ski mountaineering. Uh, I always have them, but I don't always use them. I rarely use them. Yeah. Um, but I do use ski crampons quite a bit. Um, the, it is cool that they have that new toe. I didn't necessarily think the crampon adapter was that big of a problem. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I did like about the shaved toe is that move the pivot point on the pin, the pin holes, pivot points back, back. just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so you got just a little more efficient, um, efficient hiking. And, you know, it's probably not that big of a deal, but if you're doing a full day of hiking, it does end up adding a little bit of extra strain on your calves and on your muscles and does stuff. it affect mm. the uh performance downhill at all no okay. not not at all it's still locked in yeah so i didn't know if it was locked where it was locked if that gave you more or less power or anything yeah i doubt it turns or as a non-skier i should say um you know i i would be surprised if it did. Apparently. yeah i think okay. i don't think it does um, but it is cool, I guess, that you can now throw that in. You could fit it in a, you know, a frame frame binding if you want, a frame uh, touring binding, or you could stick it even in, in a downhill binding that has adjustable toes and some of those things to accommodate for the rocker's sole. So that's kind of nice to use in bounds if you want to do that. Um, I do. I love the Hoji. I got it last year and used it last year, and I once my once I got it broken in and and stuff i love that boot it skis so well on the downhill for how well it hikes or i should or it hikes so well for how well it's i don't know it's Either just way, like it works <coughs> it's just like one would the, you call that a uh a cross-country mountain bike <laughs> if we're comparing it to mountain bike, i would call it a yeah i'd call it a trail bike or even maybe an enduro bike like but it's like the most efficient 
enduro bike for climbing that you've ever mm-hmm. had. Mm. Um, it just, it's a boot that I could drop my huge cliffs on, you know, the ones that I yeah. always do. Yeah. Like that, uh, dude, that three footer last year. Yeah. Oh, was, <laughs> yeah. No, I, wow. I did a bigger, I, yeah. I did like four. It was probably four or five. Yeah. That's what I remember. Um, but I, I feel like because I've been skiing on the TLT fives for so long, I've had to dial my skiing. I, I've had to be less aggressive um, when I'm on that boot. And when I got in the Hojis, I felt like I could just rip compared so to. So what's the weight difference between like the race boots and the Hoji? So race boots, almost half the weight. Oh, really? Wow. Um, of like the Hoji and grows. Do they ha- and is there any like, is it just a shell? Is there a liner in those race boots or do there you is. It's freeze pretty, your toes off? That's pretty things? minimal. And yeah, you definitely get cold if you do much standing around. It's for moving. Yeah. Moving only pretty much. So yeah, so on your free ride boots, you're looking, the most competitive free ride touring boots are going to come in around 1,500 grams. Um, yeah, 15 to 1,600. Then you get into the, like the next tier, which is kind of your all around, and those are going to be kind of 13 to 1,500 grams. Most of them ride around 1,400 grams. That's your uh, Scarpa Mistralis. That's your um, Dinafit, <coughs> the Hoji Pro or the Hoji um, it's the normal Hoji one, the orange Just one. The Hoji P, the PX. PX is that what it's called for PBX? Um, that's your Lost Sportiva Spectres. Um, so they're supposed to be kind of your good balance between touring efficiency and downhill performance. And so those all come in around fourteen hundred grams. And then you get into the lightweight touring boots, and then you're getting down to like eleven, twelve hundred grams. And that's where you get into um, like the TLT, Dinafit TLTs, um, you get into the, uh, what's the lightweight, um, the alien? well, that's, you get into like the alien, well, the F1 is probably oh, yeah, the one yeah. that that's most comparable there TLT, from Scarpa. Yeah. Um, and then La Sportiva, I'm trying to remember what that model is. <laughs> so do these, excuse me, do these shoes basically perform similarly um with the exception of the race boots is it more come down to fit um not necessarily um fit's gonna vary model to model company to company i think your biggest one from like free ride a general characteristic of free ride boots is going to be a higher cuff and a little bit of a burlier boot um if you are going to be dropping bigger drops or skiing um, it's more demanding terrain. That higher cuff gives you a lot more cap power, a lot more power transfer down to your ski, and it's just more comfortable. It, it you, you can tell there's just more, um, more boot on your foot to control the skis a little bit better. And then jumping down, that's one thing I notice um, when you jump down to like the, the middle all around, lower cuff and a little bit less flex in the boot, um, but you get a lot better performance on the uphill. Snowbird yeah. has this pictures of the 70s these this lady in this outfit from the 70s and her ski boot is that like the open entry from the back right Uh and uh it looks so much like a modern day touring Touring boot boot. it's crazy yeah it looks just like it because it's very minimalistic and uh futuristic back then which is like yeah dead on touring boot in like 2019 it's wild yeah it's crazy Uh, yeah the it's interesting. I, I didn't realize how much of a difference you would get 
uh, like the cuff length would give you on performance. For example, if I'm wearing a, a ski boot with a short cuff length, I, I always thought stiffness, stiffness, stiffness. But um, cuff height makes a huge deal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go off a jump or jump off a cliff or or anything with a short boot on because it feels like you're gonna snap your shins. Honestly, <laughs> it feels like it's just so uncomfortable. It hurts, and you can ski powder in them just fine. But when you start jumping and skiing more aggressively, it just pounds your shins. Mm. So a taller boot helps a lot there um also one thing that chase mentioned is that a lot of ski boots backcountry boots they don't they don't flex real well um some boots they have especially with touring boots they don't have a very progressive flex with an alpine boot you get a progressive flex where the harder you flex it the more resistance it gives you and the more power you're able to transfer into the ski it doesn't feel like you're hitting a kind of a brick wall with your shins um but with touring boots, because of the way that their walk mode and ski modes work, usually you get tons of resistance, tons of resistance, and then the boot, if you flex it past a certain point, the boot kind of collapses and you mm. lose power. And um, it's just not, it doesn't have the same feel. It's not as comfortable if you're skiing really aggressively and stuff. The Hoji is like the one touring boot out there that has like a solid progressive flex because of the way they use, they design their walk and ski mode you it flexes like a normal alpine boot which allows you to ski hard and feel confident and 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 have a comfortable flex and all that stuff and then with that free with a taller cuff i bet you could just totally rip on that boot oh yeah um but then their walk mode it's like the best on the market for which one's this that's the hoji it it walks so well. The it's way that really gate interfaces, oh, it's just like something that no one else is doing, and it's it's unreal. Like people will come into the store, what's the new boot for the year? And last year it's like, oh, it's the Hoji, and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like they they're not as super impressed, and you put it on their foot, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's complete Ooh. free frictionless movement, and on then the uphill. dial down, and it is progressive stiff aggressive flex on the down just and, a buckle and light, that and lightweight in the ski mode mm-hmm. it's yeah. one buckle yeah flip and one buckle up to go to walk mode flip it down to go to ski mode and the way that the the top two buckles are cammed into that so you don't have to undo any buckles to tour it's literally like on, the, on i'm on the mastrali right now and i have to flip up into tour mode and then undo my top buckle and strap so I can get enough movement out of the boot. And to me, it's not bad. Like I still really like the Mistrale. It fits my foot really well, but the OG is just one, so it's one <laughs> flip up. Everything's loose. Everything's loose in the right way. So are you buying some Hojis this year? I really want to. <laughs> How old are your Mistrales? I got them last year. <laughs> so well, I got them at the end yeah. of the season before. So I uh, maybe have 60 days on them. So I don't have a ton of, and uh, yeah, but not enough. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I was I was wanting to buy new boots for like two or three years in a row, and then finally, but I was just kind of waiting, 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 and then that Hoji came out. And I tried it on and just thought, oh, this is the boot. <laughs> this is it. So I bought it last year, and I've loved it. It took me some time to get my foot broken into them a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was there on day one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that, that was, was the painful me, day. Yeah. So what's the the hack for that? Well, it was. I think it's as much much a me problem as it is the boots. That's right. You do Um, have weird feet. Okay. Yeah. So, um, because the boot felt, 
when I tried it on in the shop and molded them and everything like that, they felt as good as any boot I've ever tried on out of the box. But it is it is a tight, the way I had it molded and fit and everything, I've got a performance fit. I've got them just about as tight as I can get um, from that boot. And that just puts a little bit of extra pressure on my arches, which I've got issues there. I so. think, um, speaking of ski touring, Chase should wear both Suntos he has now, <laughs> one on each arm, <laughs> one because you can, and two, then just cross-reference the stats and make, make sure they're make the sure same. Make sure they are the yeah. same. Like no errors. I'll tell you what one will be more accurate. <laughs> the one with the barometer? Yep. The, the nine? Sunto What's nine. the other one you had on? Uh, you were Spartan. just replaced. It's like a Spartan trainer. It's oh, like it's, those are sucky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I wasted my yeah. time. I'd be embarrassed to even have it on my wrist. <laughs> well, oh now you know how I feel. So that Sunto nine from here it looks like a million dollars, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's so clo- nice. It's close oh. to. Holy crap. That's a nice watch. I'm excited. So what do they call that? What's the model? Is it called the nine? Sunto nine barrow. 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 Barometer. I always say it. I feel like I've said it a different way every time I've said what watch it is. Well, uh, whatever model, it's the, uh, this, look at my nice watch model. That thing is nice socks. Yeah. Talked to my buddy over at Sunto, and I was like, this watch, this watch, or this watch. And he's like, it's not even a question. Get the Sunto nine. The nine. All right. So you can track everything ski touring as mm-hmm. you track your bike rides and your runs and everything else. And yep. it'll, you just put it in track my ski tour mode. Too bad it doesn't have exactly. a track my how good are my boots fitting mode. <sighs> but uh, You're right. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't have that one. It has everything else. Everything though. else. Okay. Yep, except for that one. I like that my – oh, it's on my phone. Never mind. Because you get, you get messages to your watch. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say my house knows when I'm home because of my watch, but it's my phone. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Well, anything else we missed on the boots? It's backcountry ski boots. So real quick, do you know what the last is on the regu- the Hoji that you're on? Um. Because I saw the the Hoji Free is a one o one o two, and I feel like that's a little bit wider than could be completely wrong, but that's see. wider than most aggressive touring boots. Yeah. Which is music to my ears because I have a wide foot. And I have to punch all my boots out that I get. And it's really good to hear that the Hoji Free comes in a 102 last. And maybe the Hoji regular one does as well. I just wasn't aware of that. But So let me see here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, last, 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 last. Um, For well, those who don't know what a last is. Yeah, I mean, I... I I know that Greg doesn't know what a last is, so I'll explain to Greg what a last is. Your last is what a boot is built on. Um, it's like the form that a boot is built around. It looks like a foot, I guess you could say. Um, but the when, when you're talking about wa- last, width, last width, it's how wide is the boot in the forefoot. Um, so on the more aggressive side, you'll get down to the 99 millimeter last. Um, do they make 98s? Is 98 a... I know 99 is pretty standard. No, it's uh, so the the Hoji PX, which yeah. is one that I have. It's got a last of 103.5, 103.5. I don't know if I believe that. I know it feels. See, the thing is, though, is in the forefoot, like ball of the foot area, 
it feels great on me. It's yeah. the arch that kills me, but it's not, again, it's not the boot, it's me. Um, I would believe, so yeah, that means it's 102 millimeters wide up there in the, the forefoot. So like with the really aggressive. 3.5. okay. So really aggressive, <laughs> you're going to be 98, 99. <laughs> a really, really wide last is like 104. Right. That's really about as wide as the icy lasts come. Right. Um, so. Okay, so what's an ultra? <laughs> like 900 last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. It's wide. Well, the La Sportiva Spectre, I think they said that one's a 103 or 104, and I cannot put my foot in that thing. Like, it is. It. I put it on last year and put it into tour mode, and my bones were grinding. And I was like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. I just, remind, I just thought about that. I, there's not a lot of companies out there that make shoes and boots but you think if you knew if you were making boots for or shoes for a really long time you could make a boot but that's well, not the case i, I think moss sportiva makes a great boot people really like them i just don't i i don't know how they're getting a one oh like a above 100 last mm. because to me it, it is does not feel like that whereas my right now my alpine boots are well, they are european they are my alpine maybe boots, it's metric <laughs> well, it's millimeters. Oh, it's millimeters. It is metric. So maybe when it's the, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, well, my Del Bello downhill boot that I'm on right now is a 103. So it's pretty wide. Super comfortable. And then I put on the La Sportiva that said it's a 103 or whatever, and it's a lot narrower. So I don't know. Interesting. So this, according to Sportiva, the Spectre 2.0, the last is 102.5. Okay. And then 103.5 for the Dinafit Hoji That's a good radio station. Yeah. 103.5. Classic rock. Yeah, it's... Yep. Anyway. <laughs> um, Anyways. So, so yeah, technically the Hoji, according to their stats, is wider. And I, I would agree with the Hoji being wider. It felt a lot wider than the La Sportiva. I just... I've put on 99 millimeter last boots that felt wider than that La Sportiva boot, really? in my opinion. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, but maybe it's like the flex index thing that everybody, all the different companies say that their <laughs> boots are uh, one thirty flex, and it's then like there's like a yeah huge range between the actual stiffness. It's not standardized. No standard. But you'd think, I mean, you'd millimeters think a last are pretty be, standard, right? <laughs> um, I mean, millimeters are. It's a millimeters a millimeter, millimeters, right? Yeah. But, think. but I yeah. wonder because. But two by fours aren't two by fours. <laughs> it's true. That's a good point. Very true. The. The thing that you'd think, well, I don't know, because when they build the boot around a last, then they put the liner in. I mean, they build the liner around the last and everything, but the liners are different. The mm -hmm. boots are, they're, I don't know. There's a lot of areas, I guess, where that could vary yeah, when you're building. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, who knows. Anyway, so, um, Chase, I'll ask you, what boot are you most excited about Um uh, we, 2019, I know, I know, 2020. I know we need to wrap this up. Um, and there's so many more things that I would love to talk about. I, we could talk. I could do 10 episodes on backcountry ski boots. You could do an hour a day on cross country or backcountry ski boots, probably. It'd be awesome, oh, easy. <laughs> um, because we haven't even talked about any schemo race boots or any of that type of stuff. Which Chase, you mentioned you want to kind of get into this year. Yes. And I've been involved in in the past, but um, not currently. Um, anyway, so what boot of all the boots that you are familiar with, uh, that you've seen at shows and other things, what boot are you most excited about this year? It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a tie toss up. I, it's 
one of the Hoji's, probably either the Hoji Pro or the Hoji Free. Mm-hmm. The Hoji Free is awesome, and I would buy that boot in a heartbeat, but it is on the heavier side, and I'm not really looking to go heavier. And typically when I'm in the backcountry, I'm not skiing as um, like demanding terrain as I am in the at the resort. So I'd probably get the Hoji Pro, um, but then I'd, yeah, probably go with the Hoji Pro. That's probably what I would be most stoked for, but I am excited to see um, Dina Fit expand their Hoji line into a boot that is compatible with Alpine bindings and can be a one all-purpose um, boot. So, But probably the Hoji Pro is oh. what I'd be most excited to get in this year. Cool. What about you, Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> Rikes, I like looking at the wall of boots. <laughs> you know? Have you seen those new yeah. Reikley boots? <laughs> Reikley. Doesn't Adidas have something? Adidas has, have a boot coming out, or uh, or maybe some uh, snowboard boots. Some s- s- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I have no idea as far as backcountry boots. I ski boots. I'm not a skier. But if I was, to, it sounds like the Hoji's the thing. So you know, if I so was to pick one, that's that's yeah, two for the Hoji. Nice. Two for Hoji. Nice. Just based off of your guys' love affair with it today, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, so who's what's the closest competition to that? What's the alternative? Um, Scarpa. Yeah, Scarpa is the Mistrali line has a bunch of different boots, and they've got so the Mistrali RS is used to be probably the closest com- competitor, and now they have they have one called the uh, Scarpa. It's the Mistrali. They they discontinued the Freedom, if I believe right, and they right. brought in a new Mistrali to take place of that. And again, higher cuff. I th- they might have added a buckle up top. The Mistrali XT. XT is what it's called. Um, but yeah, a lot. It's kind of like the Mistrali and the Freedom had a baby. Kind of looks like. Yeah. It's so La Sportiva has the Synchro, which is probably the most competitive one there. Um, I'm not that familiar with Fisher um, boots for their backcountry boots, but they've got the Ranger Free. 130. I've heard good things about it. What happened to Black Diamond? Yeah, they're out. Mm, yeah, them, yeah. Them. They had a killer boot back in the day. Yeah, they. they killer were, it killed your feet boot. Well, or? no, it was a good boot. That's what I heard. But like a lot of people, a lot of my friends had it and loved it. Yeah, but then yeah. it went away. I liked their boots. Um, they didn't. They didn't keep up when it came to the like when they first came out with their boots. They were pretty competitive with what else was out there. But um, everybody else was was uh innovating quite rapidly they mm. weren't they didn't have quite the they had other things to innovate yeah mm-hmm. they were innovating carabiners spatulas for, for Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> right <laughs> that was actually last year so yeah yeah um i feel i feel it so anyway so bd's out they don't BD's have any out. boots they don't anymore. do boots they have skis anymore. Still. yeah they mm-hmm. don't do tele boots they don't do huh. touring boots um so yeah that was kind of a a big surprise well it was kind of a surprise to some people, I guess. And Petzl's in. Is that what I've heard? No. Petzl ski touring boots? <laughs> uh, teasing. Uh, like, teasing. Wait a second. No. Shut up. You're supposed to act like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> the um, Solomon, they've they've gone a long way with their touring oh, boots. A long way. Their boots look pretty good. I haven't used them, but I, they look nice. I've tried them on every year at OR. I think technology wise are awesome boots people really like them but again my foot it did not like that boot at all Mark, yeah. um it just wasn't 
there was so many points on that boot that I was getting weird pressure points on that I was like, nah, I don't even want to, don't want to try it. Um, but that's been one of the highly requested boots in the store. We don't carry it right now. Um, gets good reviews. People really like it. I just think it's a personal preference. I didn't love that boot. Yeah. Of all of these free ride boots, uh, and we've really only talked about free ride boots so far, but of all of these free ride boots that we have talked about, the Dinafit, um, the Fisher, the Solomon, the Atomic, the Sportiva, uh, Scarpa, <clears throat> they're all pretty much priced right around $900. Mm-hmm. So eight to $900. They're oh, all yeah, that's why I'm not into that. Budget right. friendly. They're very budget friendly. They're not, yeah, they're 900 not. $900. bucks. <laughs> that's almost as much as that watch you put on. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But uh, I have to say, of all of those, by far my favorite. Now, here's the caveat here. I haven't skied the Solomon, haven't skied the Fisher, haven't skied the Atomic. I have skied this, the Sportiva, uh, the the uh, Spectre, or the Synchro. No, I haven't skied the Synchro, I've skied the Spectre. Um, and I've done the Hoji. But just from what I know of, you know, one buckle to flip from ski to tour, um, the walk mode is so good, the ski mode is so good. In my mind, Again, my uneducated mind, the Hoji is by far the winner for me. Yeah. But um, the technology that they put, the research, everything that went into that boot, not just the fit, but everything else in that boot makes it the best boot out there. Yeah. And it tours, literally tours as good as my TLT5s with like no tongues or anything. Mm -hmm. It tours easily that good. Like the range of motion is so good. There's no... It's which is incredible. I toured several days on the TLT seven last year. I loved that boot, but the only complaint I had was I want a little bit more support on the downhill. Still did really well, but to get a boot that's like what a one thirty flex boot that tours, in my opinion, even better than the TLT seven. It's the boot. That yeah. watch has ultra life. Ultra life. Maximum battery battery life under ultra is one hundred and twenty hours. Yeah, yeah that's, that's crazy, crazy, huh? Holy cow. They, Killian Journey ran the UTMB with this watch in its most finite, like, accurate readings, and it still had 13% battery life at the end of it. Wait, so does I, it? So I'd probably have, like, 20% battery life <laughs> if I... Does it have uh, a wrist heart rate? Yeah, it has. Oh, because you can get a heart rate belt for more... Okay, so it's 600 bucks retail. Not bad. Not bad. You, you got the right price for it. I did, yeah. <laughs> You found it on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so um for those people that uh are wanting more information on touring boots my go-to blog and for for any really really avid backcountry skier you probably already know this but if you don't uh, my go-to blog for all things backcountry skiing is wildsnow.com oh and uh that was your blog yeah you had a blog Oh. I thought you were talking about your own blog. No, yeah, <laughs> I had, I had blog a blog. My favorite blog is my own. Yeah, but um, wildsnow.com, and they do they do tons of tests. They, they, they're they sent all the different boots to try them on and ski them and, and use them, and they go really in-depth. So check that out to, to try to figure out what boot would work best. Our recommendation is to try them on, get the fill for them, walk around in the store, if you find one that you really like, try molding it. Make sure it feels good. Um, remember that it does take some time to kind of break the 
break your foot into the boot, break your boot into the foot. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yep. that, that, I said that right. That worked. And, um, but anyway, uh, and then if you need to buy some, go to gear30.com. That's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y. And we carry a good chunk of these boots. Um, we don't have all of them, but we have some of the best sellers. We have, yeah, we have the best ones. We have the best ones. <laughs> and um, my watch is actually seven hundred, not six hundred. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, Depending on the one you get. Yeah. And then thanks for joining us for the podcast. Um, you can follow Gear Thirty on Instagram at Gear Underscore Three Zero. You can like us on Facebook, and um, visit our website. Check out our blog. How's our How's Bryden doing? He um, had a tent issue, so you may hear about that later. Uh, won't mention names right now, but he's... Can received, I mention names? We, yes. <laughs> he uh, has a new tent. Let's. We can't say this. His initial tent, his Nemo, flawless. Huh. No problems. He swapped it out. He's been swapping out gear so that we can report right. back. And he, he, two days with this latest tent that just fell apart on him in multiple ways. Uh, so yeah. it matters and really? I, and it really got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, that's, I would never. Okay. Uh, so stay tuned for information on that. Yeah, so he um, had to backtrack his tour to swap out a tent, like his tour. Wow. Like his hike. tour, his yeah. hike, his hike through, through hike to, uh, to get, fix his gear. Uh, we are wow. shipping him a new Rab sleeping bag as well. So he'll be sending us information on that soon. I think that shipped out today. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I am very curious. I can't wait to yeah. end really this bad. podcast so I can actually find out <laughs> yeah. what brand I'll that t- is. We'll tell you off air. We'll, yep. t- we'll, uh, we'll talk about that in the future. That's that's uh, kind of exciting to hear about yeah. gear failures. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it failed. He's been, yeah, it he failed. Ca- he cowboy yeah. count for four days. <laughs> wow. So Crazy. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you all on the next episode. See you out there. Oops.